time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Have you ever been to Winslow, Arizona? You know, Vaughn, it is so funny that you say that because as that song was playing, I said to our producer, you know, this summer I'm thinking about making a stop in Winslow, Arizona because I will be on a road trip through that area. Well, you want to stop in Winslow, Arizona because there is a statue there. Really? Of uh, a girl, my lord, in a flatbed <laughs> sword, slowing down to look at me on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Well, now so, I have to uh, go. There's also an old railway hotel there, which is fascinating. Uh, so I highly recommend Winslow, Arizona on a road trip. Go well, to the Meteor Crater, too. It's fantastic. Well, we're doing like Death Valley, Yosemite, that kind of stuff. And so I thought, you know what? It's not that far. We're thinking Grand Canyon. Might as well just go to Winslow, Arizona. No, that's great. I mean, another roadside attraction, uh, that sort of thing. And I love the Southwest. The scenery is unbelievable. So, but uh, definitely, definitely as a music fan and an Eagles fan, you definitely want to stop in Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add that to the list then for sure. Uh, let's talk about Surrey policing, shall we? Because boy, Fawn, sure seems like a lot of blame is being apportioned around. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a hell of a mess out there in Surrey. I think the two parties in the legislature agree on that. And it's kind of scary that people out there are looking at a 17.5% tax increase and they can't really get a straight answer on which of the two options before them are uh, is the right one, or the cheapest one anyway. But it spilled over into the legislature yesterday. Now, I mean, the liberals have avoided taking a stand on this issue, and while they would love to be government, they are grateful that they don't have to deal with this issue. They, are, they really are happy that it's the NDP's problem. So they tried yesterday, Simi, to pin all this on the government, that, oh, the government's taking too long making up its mind on this, and, oh, there's a huge severance cost if you get rid of the Surrey, the new Surrey police force and go back to the RCMP. And all that's the government's fault. Um, Look, I think one can fairly say that if the government had acted more quickly last fall and ordered an independent audit of the two options, that we might have a better answer now. But other than that, um, I really don't think it's fair accusation that it's the provincial government's fault. Surrey Council made this mess, and the people of Surrey are going to have to deal with it one way or another. Well, that's what I found interesting yesterday about all that going on. And I thought, well, wait a minute. It's just not, a, you know, if they had done something, there would have been cries of interfering in Surrey. Sure. And I mean, look, the current mayor of Surrey was part of the council that decided yeah. to switch to provincial, uh, to a Surrey police force. And she's now, after a narrow win, decided to reverse direction, and she's looking for someone else to blame for it. Well, uh, look, I mean, the, the contract severance. If you were going to go and work for the new Surrey police force, uproot your family, move to Surrey, work for a standalone police force, um, you were going to want some protection against what has just happened, which is the council changing its mind and deciding to go back to the RCMP. So, of course, there's a good severance clause in that contract. But as Mike Farmworth pointed out yesterday, and this is true, the provincial government doesn't approve the contract. The contract was approved by... Surrey and the police board negotiated, yes, with the union that represents the new Surrey police force. So the severance is not the provincial government's fault. Um, The delay, well, Farmworth is pretty good on that subject too. The law requires the provincial government to sign off 
on whatever happens out there in one respect. It needs to be assured that there are going to be adequate policing services in Surrey during the transition. And Farmer hinted at the problem. So you may remember that the province asked both sides to submit their plans and reviewed the plans and sent back some questions. Farmer said, I'll tell you one thing we're not going to approve. We will not approve any plan to retain the RCMP that entails restaffing the RCMP in Surrey with um, officers transferred from other RCMP-serviced communities in B.C., like Prince George or anywhere else in B.C. So, so why would he say that then? Was that in the plan? <laughs> I'm guessing it was. I'm guessing that was the RCMP plan because they're, they're, they were losing staff because they were phasing out. I'm guessing that farmers just told us what the problem was with going back to the RCMP is there isn't a plan that involves preserving the RCMP that doesn't involve raiding RCMP officers from other parts of British Columbia. Now, maybe they've sort solved that. Maybe they've sorted it out. But I took that as a pretty big hint that the the provincial government, the Solicitor General's ministry, is skeptical about the transition plan going back to the RCMP. The other thing is an idle comment made by a new Democrat, but I think again, um, this complaints about these complaints about what's in the the contract for the Surrey Police. Um, it's a it's a police union. Does anybody really expect that an NDP government is going to void a union contract? I mean, that's what the Liberals did way back 20 years ago when they got slammed by the Supreme Court of Canada for doing it. So a contract is a contract. It was negotiated in good faith by the previous Surrey Council, and this Surrey Council can't turn around and void the contract. They're going to have to, if they want to get rid of the Surrey police, they're going to have to pay out what's in the contract there's no avoiding it. But that's really interesting, though, about that hint, because if that's what the RCMP's plan is, it almost makes it you know, relatively straightforward for the province to say, we can't okay this. This isn't safe for overall the policing yep. picture in B.C. Yes, you're right, Simi. And the, the really uh, appealing aspect of that to the provincial government is the province can say it's not good for policing services in the rest of British Columbia. That they can, in a sense, say we're protecting Prince George and the whole province and that. And Farmer said something else interesting. He said, we would never approve that and neither would you, he pointed to the Liberals, because the Liberals represent some of the cities in B.C. that might lose RCMP officers in order to restaff Surrey. That also points out the, the flaw, the problem, I think, the concerns that, that you know Surrey had with the RCMP to begin with is that getting officers and, and yeah. hiring people was, was challenging because it had to all go through Ottawa and it was just a difficult yeah, process. You know, privately, um, there are a lot of good suspicions that the national government would be happy to get rid of local RCMP policing and focus on national policing issues, national security issues, um, maybe major crimes that overlap provinces and things like that. But staffing up local RCMP detachments, training officers for those, you know, I don't know how long that's going to go on anyway. I think that 
privately, Ottawa would probably be quite happy to be rid of the Surrey RCMP detachment. Hmm. I think that was a pretty big hint of what we're yeah. going to hear in a couple of weeks. Uh, okay, I think so, so Simi, I do. I think if I were guessing which way yeah. the province is headed, you know, and another comment from a new Democrat was, hey, this thing is way too far along to reverse direction. I think also that tells you what they're thinking. Yeah, exactly. Kind of laying the groundwork on that one. So there's more to come on that, but we also have to talk about what is this going on? I know this is kind of inside <laughs> baseball, but I just feel like what is going on? It seems kind of well, crazy. it's an opportunity to laugh at politicians, which I go, you know, right, we'll this do that. time it's on the government side, right? So, the New Democrats promised a very heavy legislative agenda for the session, but they haven't been able to get the bills out of the committee that drafts them. So that's basically it. The result is all they have is what are basically minor housekeeping measures. And that means that when the House sits, did yesterday, well, well, first of all, Thursday they didn't have anything, so they had to adjourn the House early. Yesterday, they were forced. It was like a farce. They had a, a, the kind of housekeeping bill that normally goes through in a very short order, and it was supported by the opposition. So there was really nothing much to debate. Uh, the opposition got up and said a little bit about what it thought. Uh, the government explained the bill. Normally, you'd have a vote and you'd move on to the next agenda, item on the agenda, except there isn't one on the government agenda. So the only option, they didn't want to have to adjourn yesterday, was sending a whole bunch of new Democrats in to perform a service for the party and pretend that the bill was important and talk it out and talk they did. Every now and then they would half plead for the liberals. Oh, come on, say something. This is important, isn't it? <laughs> liberals and the Greens That's are ridiculous. going, no, it isn't. We support it. What do you want us to debate, right? Now, Simi... <clears throat> there are, in fact, substantive bills on the legislature order paper. There's a bill that would require uh, employers in British Columbia to report in detail on the pay gender gap for their workforce. There's a bill that would um, uh, get rid of racist covenants on the sale of property oh, yeah. and houses. I know that one, yeah. There's a bill that would get rid of this utterly unfair sales tax that ICBC is charging on used vehicles. And there's a bill that would get rid of the $10 fee on access to information. Well, then get on with it. What's going exactly. on? Exactly. Why not call those bills? Well, here's the thing, Simi. Those are opposition bills. <laughs> the opposition has proposed those measures. And Given the choice between talking forever about nothing and admitting the opposition might have a good idea or two, the government is going to talk forever about nothing. It was, you know, what would it be? Wow. The Seinfeld sitting of the B.C. legislature, a sitting about nothing. And they may have to do the same thing today because they haven't still produced these two dozen substantive bills that we were promised. So when the House sits this afternoon, uh, the government is members are probably going to be getting up pretending that some minor housekeeping measure is actually the most important issue of our time. It is funny, Simi, but here's the thing. As the listener will know, there are huge, serious, important issues out there that our legislature should be debating, yeah. but the government controls the agenda, so they decide what the House debates. The opposition does not decide that, although, you know, you look at those 
bills I just mentioned, maybe they should say to the opposition, okay, fine, let's, you have the well, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the government doesn't have to vote for a bill just because they bring it in, right? They can they let could it just, just be debated. They talk about yeah. the gender pay gap all afternoon, which would certainly be better than what they were talking about yesterday. Oh, boy. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.